Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new segment on the podcast, UFC Recap. Now, I'm a huge UFC fan. I just I thought about doing this for a while, so here I am doing it. UFC 261 Recap. I am very late on this, uh, but still, I think it was a pretty good uh main card and fight card enough to talk about it even now so yeah if you guys like ufc well maybe this is for you if you don't well i'm sorry you should really get into it but i enjoy it so i'm going to talk about it um ufc 261 was one hell of a pay-per-view um i didn't really watch the prelims or none of that i didn't catch them on time uh but quite frankly i wasn't really interested in the matchups I'm not saying that they weren't good fights. There were some pretty good fights there uh, from what I heard. But, you know, I didn't really sit down and watch them all. I was really intrigued in the main card, though. The main card was one hell of a build. Um, To start it off, we had a lightweight. In the lightweight division, we had Anthony Smith and Jimmy Kruko at it. Um, Anthony Smith took the win in the first round. At the end of the first round, because Jimmy was no longer able to fight, uh, according to the doctor. Uh, Anthony gave him a pretty bad dead leg. Um, he landed a kick to the leg and Jimmy's leg immediately fell asleep, which I think was it's almost fascinating to watch because as you're watching, and I'm sure you could uh, pull this shit up now on Instagram, the UFC uh, page, but as you're watching, you, he lands a kick in the knee. Now, it wasn't in the calf or the, or the thigh. It was like right in the knee. And immediately, Jimmy's leg just went to sleep. Now, Jimmy being the good fighter he is, he reacts, and he decides to take Anthony Smith down. He goes for the takedown, takes him to the ground to figure out what's going on with his leg, to be honest, because he played it safe, which was uh, very good. Now, despite his leg being just fucked up at the moment, it was not responding at all. And you could see him in the takedowns, you could see him try to put some force on his leg to try to see if he's able to stand up and you notice he cannot stand up so he remains the rest i think was like a minute a minute and like 10 seconds on the ground now this is where the admiration comes in because jimmy's ability to keep anthony on the ground for that long was very good you know despite his leg being asleep he kept anthony on the ground and i think that was amazing anthony uh tried to get up and uh, move around, but Jimmy's force and his takedown abilities were spot on that night, and he kept them on the ground. So the lightweight matchup was a very decent matchup. Um, I was expecting Anthony Smith to take the win regardless. I wasn't expecting him to take it in that way, but I was expecting him to take it anyway. Um, I love Jimmy's uh, ethic fight ethic he wanted to keep going but you know the doctor did not let him i think it was pretty funny he tried to get up and say i'm fucking ready and he fucking stumbled a little bit but you know what it's a, he's got that that warrior mentality so props to him um that was a good fight now the middleweight division was uriah hall versus chris weedman weedman i don't know one of those i don't know now, this one was very interesting, and this was probably the most talked about because um, I'm not too sure you could correct me on this, but Uriah Hall took a title for the first fight in history to be won without landing a single blow. Now, most of you remember the Anderson Silva uh, incident, with which was against Chris Weidman, uh, ironically, 
Chris Friedman went for the leg kick and snapped his leg in half. Just snapped it. Just like, it, it, ooh, it was so great. And I didn't even notice this because when I was watching it, I heard the kick land and I was like, and you know, I turned around and he was on the floor and I was like, oh shit, the guy got fucking knocked down 17 seconds. But then you go in for the closer look and you find out he snaps his leg in half. It was 17 seconds into the first round. Now, the most disturbing part about this is Chris did not know his leg had snapped, obviously due to the prodigious amount of adrenaline that's rolling, uh, flowing in your body. He didn't notice his leg snapped, so when he went for the kick, brought his leg back and tried to stand on it, and that's when you see the leg just fucking... I don't even know how to explain it. You see the leg just... Uh, it was so disturbing, but that's why you pay for pay-per-view, obviously. And he immediately falls to the ground. You can see the you can see like the softness in his skin. It's like oh, it was it was fucking. Uriah Hall felt so bad, you know. Obviously Uriah Hall wanted a good fight. He felt so bad for him. Um, I would have felt you know terrible knowing that he he went out like that. But luckily, um, you do recuperate from such an accident. You know this didn't end Chris's career. He definitely recuperated. Um, or he's going to recuperate and, you know, he's going to get back in the octagon as soon as he can. Uh, it was a painful, painful experience. I did not expect it to go out that way. Um, obviously, no one did, you know, nor uh, uh, Uriah Hall or Chris expected the fight to end that way. They wanted a good fight. And, you know, I, it was going to be a really good fight, in my opinion, if it wouldn't have ended that way. But overall, it was a good middleweight division fight. Now, the women women's flyweight division now see the two matchups that involved the women which was flyweight and strawweight were uh two of the main reasons why i bought the pay-per-view two of my favorite fighters were fighting first one valentina chevchenko versus jessica andrade now this was one hell of a matchup so people thought but obviously the assassin valentina shevchenko gets called to the octagon you know there is no one you could put in front of her that can give her a good fight except Amanda Nunes. And I watched that fight which went to decision which was a bogus call in my opinion. I think they should put them back together but whatever. So Jessica Andrade Valentina Shevchenko. Valentina takes the win by TKO in the second round minute 319. Now here's the sad part about this fight. Valentina dominated Jessica the whole fight there wasn't a single time where Jessica was in control of the fight now there are you know I was thinking about this as the fight was happening and then Valentina confirmed it after the fight in the Octagon interview with Joe Rogan now they said the only way Jessica has a chance of getting Valentina is if she takes it to the ground now we know Jessica's ground game is pretty good but Valentina's overall game is amazing. So Valentina, to prove a point, took this to the ground and finished it on the ground. Not only did she finish it on the ground, but she finished it in one of the hardest positions to finish, which was the crucifix. Now, again, look at the fight. Dominated the whole fight. Um... You know, tired. She, you know, Valentina didn't break a sweat. She wasn't worried at all. There wasn't a single uh, situation or a single moment where Valentina had this look on her face where she was worried. Valentina went for the takedown at the beginning of the first round and the beginning of the second round. Well, I'm not going to say the very beginning, but she definitely took it to the ground. And there was nothing Jessica can do. 
She took it to the ground in the second round and, you know, slowly but surely made her way to the crucifix, got on the crucifix and just, you know, pounded the fuck out of Jessica's face. Now, I think we're seeing the same situation we saw with Amanda Nunes or we are seeing with Amanda Nunes that there is nobody that could really compete with Valentina in this time or at the time, you know, it's something that's you see very few fighters, you know, a lot of people want to see this Valentina and Amanda match up again, which I really would like to see it again because I think they're both phenomenal fighters overall and I think it's going to be a great fight, I think it's going to be a decision fight, but, you know, obviously they don't want to do that, I think, uh, I'm not too sure, I don't know if Valentina has to drop a class or go up a class, I'm not too sure but, you know, there has to be a lot there's a lot of dedication for that to happen but I think it should happen. As far as the flyweight, you know the, the class for Valentina is currently dominating i don't think there is a single fighter out there that can compete with valentina valentina's game on her feet on her ground is just overall amazing and i guess she proved that with jessica andrade she proved to the world saying hey you know you can't even fucking take me on the ground you know a lot of people were saying if you want to take you want to uh fight valentina take it to the ground she just proved to the world saying doesn't matter how you come at me I will win regardless, which was something just amazing. I, I was so happy uh, that she won. I was, you know, I sort of knew by sort of uh, the mid first round, I knew how she was dominating Jessica. I sort of had the feeling, okay, she's definitely going to take the win. And she definitely took the win. So that was a, a good flyweight division matchup. Valentina Shevchenko and Jessica Andrade. Uh, definitely go check that one out. That one was really good. Now, for the women's strawweight division, which was by far, in my opinion, the best matchup of the night and the best fight of the night was Weili, Weili Zing, Weili Zing, I can't pronounce her name, but the Chinese chick versus Rose Namajunas. Rose Namajunas happens to be one of my favorite fighters in the UFC, um, aside from Conor McGregor, but now, let, okay, now, now let's talk about this. Weili. She is one hell of a fighter. We saw her against Joanna, and that was by far the best women's fight in the history of the UFC. It was an all-out dog fight, reminded me of a Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor fight. It was a dog fight, pound for pound dog fight. Um, Whaley took the win by decision. Whaling is one hell of a fucking boxer. Her shots are amazing. Her everything about her is amazing. I love the way she comes at you. She's definitely very meticulous when it comes to her angles, when it comes to the way she attacks you. It, it, she's just a great fighter to watch. You know, you know no one fucks with her. So you put her up against someone like Rose Namajunas, which in my opinion is the definition of the underdog, the outcast, but yet always seems to shock the world. She was that person that no one believed in, but she shocks the world. She shocked the world when she knocked out Joanna with that punch, dropped her ass with one punch, then fucking beat the fuck out of her face. I hate Joanna, so if I'm, I'm, you know, if you're getting a vibe that I hate Joanna, that's the right vibe. I fucking hate her. Um, but Joanna, I mean, but Rose, you know, fucking pounded the shit out of Joanna's face and took the win. Shocks the world. No one believed that Rose was going to be able to touch Joanna. Everyone said, Joanna's going to beat the fuck out of this ball-headed chick. But look what happened. Rose shocked the world. Here we go again. Once again, we go against Whaling and Rose. No one is expecting this. Rose, okay. 
before we jump into this, I, I would like to point out the way I was a little worried. I was a little worried for Rose because Wayleen seemed so loose in the octagon. She seemed very loose. Rose seemed very nervous. She seemed very tense. You know, and I was a little worried that saying, I was a little worried telling myself, man, if she loses this, she's going to lose this because her emotions got the best of her. But, you know, she, she's repeating, she repeats something to herself the whole time. You know, I'm the best. I'm the best. She is the fucking best. Just, you know, clarify that. And, you know, I love the way she motivates herself. She understands that there's fear in this game. I read an article about her um, and her husband was saying how you know she cries before she looks in the mirror and cries before every matchup because she understands that there is fear involved with being in the fight game there's fear before every match and a fighter she understands that so she cries to let it out saying cry now because once i get into that octagon i'm gonna tear up whoever the fuck is in front of me and that's one thing about one thing i could appreciate about rose is she could be the kindest person but as soon as she's staring her opponent in the eye she's fucking set on kill you know it doesn't matter who it is so um the first round pops off and i'm thinking they're gonna take this uh by this i'm thinking it's gonna be a decision fight immediately i wasn't expecting uh rose to to take the win with a knockout so uh the first round pops off they're fighting uh looking for angles i love rose's maneuvering she's maneuvering her head because she clearly knows that wayling is uh, uh more of a person that fights on her feet she knows she's a good boxer she has a good boxing technique so rose is obviously moving her head you know moving around uh, maneuvering trying to uh, you know slip and slip you know for uh, to avoid those um, tremendous punches because wailing's got some fucking power on her for the size she is she's moving she's moving wailing drops her hand or i don't know what the fuck happened rose saw the perfect angle and rose went for that high kick to the face knocks down wailing and takes the win by knockout now, this is what, you know, when I watched this, people were like, that's such a bogus call. The people that I was with, was like, such a bogus call, stop the fight too early. No, wrong. You're wrong. That was not a bogus call. Look at the way, when Wailing falls to the ground, she's done. She's out. Rose goes on top of her and starts pounding her twice. She's unconscious. She's not defending herself. If you can't defend yourself, you're done. TKO. Boom. Wailing gets up as if it never happened, stumbles, and is still angry that she she lost. You know, she, she's still angry that the referee stopped, but she stumbled. Come on, you cannot contradict yourself that way. At least start walking like a normal person, then get mad. You know, so in my opinion, that was the best fight of the night. Rose definitely deserved that win. She worked hard for it, and she definitely came in there with the right mindset, knocked her ass out, took the title. Now, you know, you got to appreciate this because, you know, when Rose, go, I mean, when Joe Rogan goes in there, I think he mentioned that Joe Rogan got a little emotional being around you know, Rose. You know, it, it was a lot of emotions going on there. Um, he asked Rose, you know, you, you, you did it again. You shocked the world again. And, you know, Rose says, I did do it again because she is the underdog. Rose is making a name for herself in the UFC. So I really want to see what's next for Rose. I, I'm, I'm very excited to see what's next for her. Um, for now, she's you know she 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 wants the fights. She came to get the fights. Now people are going to her. So she's just gonna sit back and let the people come to her. Whoever is up 
against her next is definitely going to have a fight on her hands because that chick is not going to let go of that title so fast. So now we get to the welterweight, which is the main event of the night. We have Kamaru Uzman versus George Masvidal. Now, before I get into this, I fucking hate George Masvidal with a passion. I don't like him. He's a cocky bitch. He looks like a douche. I just don't fucking like him, right? He's friends with Jake Paul to begin with. That already that already categorizes him as a dick. So, I hate George Masvidal with the passion. So, he jumps in. Uh, Usman takes the win by TKO uh, second round in minute 102. And this is, now this may sound a little bit more bitter, I don't know, but I, uh, I like this. Usman took the win the best way ever. He fucking decimated George Masvidal with the punch. Landed that fucking punch. It was nasty. It was fucking nasty. Like, you know, it's one thing when you punch someone in the face and you knock them down. And it's one thing when you punch someone in the face and they're out cold. They just, their body fucking flops and just goes to the ground. That was George Masvidal, which was amazing to watch. He lands the cross hook, knocks out George Masvidal, and pounds his face a couple of more times, which is even more fucking fulfilling to watch. Pounds his face. You know, these guys don't like each other. You know, Usman took the win the first time. Now, you know, George Masvidal said, Oh, yeah, I'm going to get it the second time. You little fucking bitch. You did not get it. You, your face got spanked. That's what happened. Your face got fucking spanked by Usman's hand. Fist, sorry. Um, and pounds him a couple of more times. Masvidal gets up. Um, he is probably saying, what the fuck just happened? I saw this really big train come at my face. And next thing I'm waking up, what happened? The ref has to tell him, listen, buddy, you, um, what's the word? Oh, yeah, you got fucked up. So, uh, we're gonna have to end the fight here. Uh, Usman is celebrating as he deserves because he just annihilated Masvidal's face with his fist. Masvidal is still trying to process what happened. He has a bit of a temporary amnesia due to the power or the colossal force of Usman's fist. So, you know, they show respect. They gain respect. Obviously, at the end, they respect each other. I didn't appreciate. You know, this is one thing I didn't appreciate. When they interviewed Masvidal, I did not appreciate how he said, I'm okay. It was nothing. Like, the punch was nothing. Like, oh, you know, it didn't even hurt me. It was nothing. Yeah, stop fucking lying. You should have seen your face going out. You fell asleep on Usman's shoulder. Like... He, he contacted your cheek and you went night-night. It was like you took fucking 500 shots of NyQuil and you just fell asleep on his shoulder. Because you know what? It, it hurt. It definitely hurt. And then he added a couple more shots of NyQuil as he pounded your fucking face on the floor. So, yeah, it was it was not nothing, alright? You definitely... He sang you a lullaby, bitch. So, shut the fuck up, alright? So, th- those were the matches or the matchups of UFC 261. Those were the main fight cards. Um... I'm very excited for 262. Uh, this next pay per view is about to be is about to be a good one. I I, I definitely I I'm uh, excited for this one. Um, and I know Canelo Alvarez is supposed to be fighting on May 8th, so I might do a recap on that. Um, I don't know who I think he's fighting against. Someone called Saunders Sanders. I don't know some fucking guy. I don't know. But the, I am not a huge boxing fan. But when Canelo Alvarez is involved, I'm there. So, uh, yeah, this is UFC 261 recap. Um, 
you guys go ahead and check out all these fights i'm sure they're free now so go ahead and check out all these fights i definitely recommend the Wayland versus rose and the anthony smith versus jimmy crute two pretty good fights and if you hate george masvidal you could definitely watch the main event because he definitely gets knocked the fuck out so if you enjoyed it made it this far thank you and peace out